God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity that we can come together to worship you today, Lord. We thank you that we were all able to make it here safely in, um, in the weather, and we pray that you would open our hearts and our minds today so that we could focus on the message and receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen.
Would you turn and greet one another? So just join us for Sunday school every Sunday, but Easter Sunday. That'll be held in Joe's office, but um, if you want directions there, because this church can be amazed when you're new. It wasn't so long ago that I learned my way around. Um, you can meet in the back of the gym at, after the 9 o'clock, and Joe will walk you over. Um, there'll be a sign-up for that class that will go out in this week's email as well. Uh, we also strive to practice passionate worship. Um, under that, of course, we're about to do that right now, and Dennis Lee will be uh, our minister this morning. Um, but also today at 2 o'clock, the Bill Davis Memorial Service will be held here at the church. Um, so I hope some of you can join us for that. Um, we practice risk-taking mission and service. Uh, to that end, we're going to have a chili cook-off on Friday, March 17th at 6 o'clock to benefit Relay for Life. Um, if you would like to enter chili in that, I believe it's not too late to tell Carol Johnston that. And um, she may also be recruiting judges. That concludes this morning's announcements. I'll turn it over to Dennis. Thank you, Erin. Let me say how good it is to be here with you and to worship together this morning. Let us now go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious God, we've gathered to worship you, to give thanks for all that you've done for us. We acknowledge that we have not always lived as faithful followers of the gospel. So for all of our sins, we ask your pardon. May this season of Lent be one in which we renew our determination to take up our cross each day and to follow Jesus. Help us to look for Christ in everyone we see. May we show the same love and caring for them that you have shown us. We know that many people are going through difficult times. We pray for those who are grieving some loss. We pray for the sick. We pray for those who are hungry and malnourished. Touch each one and reveal to us how we can be your instruments, bringing help and bringing hope to those in need. We make our prayer through Christ our Lord, who taught his disciples to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. What are you giving up for Lent? That's a question I hear every year at the beginning of the Lenten season. It happened 
again a couple of weeks ago when I was sitting in the barber's chair. Um, the barber asked me if I was giving up anything for Lent, and then she went on to tell me what she had decided to do, what she was going to uh, give up. If you are giving up something this year, or if you've done it in some previous year, then you know how difficult it can be. Not doing something that you really want to do is hard. Picture Jim Bob. Jim Bob decided to give up red meat for Lent. One day he went to lunch, and as he sat down, he saw two men at the next table who were digging into some thick, juicy steaks. And Jim Bob was sorely tempted. He wanted a steak too. So when the waitress came to get Jim Bob's order, he said, give me a whale sandwich. And the waitress said, whale? We don't serve anything like that. And Jim Bob responded, then bring me a ribeye. Lord knows I tried. <laughs> it's difficult to give up something that you want. Actually, the season of Lent can be more than just abstaining from one thing or another. It can also be adding one thing or another. It might be us calling or making a visit to someone that we think is in need of encouraging right now, or spending more time reading the Bible than we are accustomed to doing, or doing a good deed for our neighbor or someone at work, or giving a special donation to a hunger ministry. The possibilities are wide open. And maybe whatever we abstain from or add to during these six weeks of Lent will become lasting changes in our lives. Over the centuries, the Christian church has emphasized certain themes during Lent. Things like penitence, self-denial, forgiveness, renewal, giving. And then there's one other word, a word that's at the center of the scripture that's selected for the day. And that word is sacrifice. The biblical texts are short passages today. The first one is in Matthew 16, verses 24 and 25. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will find it. 
The second passage is really just one verse found in Romans chapter 12, the first verse. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the Christians in Rome about um, the nature of this new life in Christ. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer yourselves as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual worship. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. In this first passage, we find the words, deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. And the second one reads, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. So it's clear from these biblical passages that following Jesus will at times include sacrificing something. But to sacrifice is something we almost instinctively shy away from, isn't it? Uh, why would anyone want to do that? Well, I can think of at least three reasons. We Christians do it out of gratitude. Gratitude for all that God has done for us in Christ. God loves us. God forgives us. God saves us. There's really nothing better than that. So gratitude for what God has done can motivate us to risk following Christ. And the second reason is love. Both the Old Testament and the New Testament teach us to love our neighbor as ourselves. So we are to do for others what we would want done for us. Even if it means sometimes making personal sacrifices. So gratitude and love, these two, I believe, are the purest motives in sacrificing. <clears throat> but there's one other aspect to denying ourselves and following Jesus. Jesus teaches in the Matthew uh, passage that I read that Christian sacrifice is a paradox. His words were recorded this way, whoever loses his life for me will find it. Now that's a seeming contradiction, isn't it? If you lose your life for me, you'll find it. But it's true. When we lose our life, that is, when we give ourselves away, when we give our time, when we give our uh, um, talents, our abilities, when we give our resources, and we do all that for the sake of others, we find life. We experience meaning when we do those things. We experience purpose in life. 
we experience even joy. That's the way God has created us. I came across a story a while back, and I'm going to share it with you. I think it illustrates this biblical teaching. It goes like this. Once upon a time, in the heart of a certain kingdom, there was a certain garden. Of all the dwellers of the garden, the most beautiful and beloved to the master of the garden was a splendid and noble bamboo. Year after year, bamboo grew more beautiful, more gracious. He was conscious of his master's love, yet he was modest and gentle in all things. Often when the wind came to revel in the garden, Bamboo would throw aside his dignity. He would dance and sway merrily, tossing and leaping and bowing in joyous abandon. He would lead the great dance of the garden, which delighted the heart of his master. One day the master drew near. He looked at Bamboo with eyes of curious expectancy. And Bamboo, in a passion of love, bowed his head to the ground in a joyful greeting. And the master spoke. Bamboo, I want to use you. Well, Bamboo flung his head to the sky in utter delight. The day of days had been growing hour by hour, the day in which he would find his completion his destiny. And his voice came, Master, I'm ready. Use me as you want. The master's voice was grave. Bamboo, I would be obliged to take you and cut you down. A horror shook Bamboo. Cut me down? Me? whom you master have made the most beautiful in all your garden? Cut me down? Not that. Use me for your joy, O oh master, but do not cut me down. The master's voice grew graver still, but Bamboo, if I do not cut you down, I cannot use you. The garden grew still, the wind held her breath. Then came a whisper, Master, if you cannot use me unless you cut me down, then do your will and cut. The master went further. He said, Bamboo, I would also cut your leaves and branches from you Bamboo responded, Master, spare me. Cut me down and lay my beauty in the dust, but would you take from me my leaves and branches also? The master said, Beloved Bamboo, if I do not cut them away, I cannot use you. 
the sun hid her face, and a butterfly that was listening glided fearfully away. And Bamboo shivered in terrible expectancy and whispered lowly, Master, cut away. Bamboo, the master said, I would have to cut you in two and cut out your heart, for if I do not cut so, I cannot use you. Master, then cut and divide. So the master of the garden took bamboo and cut him down and hacked off his branches and stripped his leaves and divided him in two and cut out his heart. Then lifting him gently, he carried him to where there was a spring of fresh sparkling water in the midst of the master's dry fields. Then putting down one end of broken bamboo into the spring and the other end into the water channel in his field, the master gently laid down his beloved bamboo. The spring sang welcome. The clear sparkling waters raced joyously down the channel of bamboo's torn body into the waiting fields. Then the rice was planted and the days went by. The shoots grew, and then the harvest came. And in that day, Bamboo, who once was so glorious in his stately beauty, was now more glorious in his brokenness and humility. For in his brokenness, he became a channel of abundant life to his master's world. In what new ways might God want to use us? What more might God be calling us to do right now? Let us remember the promise of God when we give of ourselves for others, we experience life at its best. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us now affirm our faith. Will you please stand? We believe in God the Father, infinite in wisdom, power, and love, whose mercy is over all his works, and whose will is ever directed to his children's good. We believe in Jesus Christ, Son of God and Son of Man, the gift of the Father's unfailing grace, the ground of our hope, and the promise of God fulfilled. We believe in the Holy Spirit, as the divine presence in our lives, reminding us always of the truth of Christ, our inspiration and strength 
in times of joy and sorrow. We believe our faith should be apparent in our words of love and acts of service that the kingdom of God may be present reality here on earth. Amen. You may be seated. Let's continue to worship now as we give our tithes and offerings. O oh soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There's a light out for a look at the Savior and a life more abundant and free. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory. into life everlasting He passed and we follow Him there O'er us and no more hath dominion For more than conquerors we are Turn your eyes upon Jesus Look full in His wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. His word shall not fail you, He promised. Leave and all will be well. Then go to a world that is dying perfect salvation to tell turn your eyes upon Jesus look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory in the light of his glory light of his glory and grace. Would you stand and sing with us?
One announcement before the benediction, I've been asked to tell you, leave the first two rows of chairs. They're going to be used. Um, everything else um, we can take as usual. Let me express my personal appreciation for the praise band. Um, go now in peace with the assurance that God's spirit goes with us. Amen.